And we are back. Welcome. We've had a bit of her ever hiatus. We've had a bit of a gap. And um, all I want to say is uh, apologies for the gap, but we are back. We are back with the Running Lifestyle Culture podcast. Um, this week, we've got my good friend, Emeka. Emeka, how are you? Well, mate. I'm very well. Good stuff. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking culture, Emeka. Um, and on the podcast... I always ask the guests to please introduce themselves. Tell us about you. Cool. Um, so my name is Emeka Frederick. Uh, I'm the co-founder of Chikus, the world's first Nigerian tapas restaurant. Whoosh! That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm sure we'll, we'll get into certain things and we can uh, talk about things which are a bit more of my passion, obviously, beyond work, but... Yeah, that's the, that's the headline. That's the headline. I like it. I like it. So um, the reason why I have called this podcast Running Lifestyle Culture is because I want to basically talk about different cultures, different perspectives. And I thought it was a vital aspect of our um, all of our lifestyles. So um, tell us about kind of tell us about tell us about you in terms of uh, culturally where you're from and and a bit about kind of how you live your life, maybe? Where to start? Um, well, obviously, with what I do, um, it's a Nigerian tapas restaurant. There's no... Uh, it's clear that I have Nigerian heritage. Um, I actually have Grenadian heritage as well. Um, okay. From the little island in the Caribbean. Um, loved them both. Uh, being back to both. Um, both beautiful in their own ways. Um, born and raised in uh, in Ilford, Essex. Um, it's now claimed as part like East London, but I don't know. I never, I never really, I don't, I don't really feel like an East Londoner myself. Yeah. You know? Like I spent most of my uh, my early my early childhood um, in and around Essex and going into like further into Essex than uh, home. Um, and then following that, I actually went to go and study um, at a boarding school in, in Winchester, the um, former capital city of the of, of England. Um, there you go. Didn't know that. Um, lived in Spain post-university um, and then came back to live in London. Um, I think for me, like, all the kind of experiences that I've had, um, heritage-wise, but also where I've lived has, like, very much, like, shaped me culturally, um, you know, made me very, um, I say made it very versatile, but open, that's probably the way, yeah, open, yeah, like, I've seen, like, being lived in, like, different, different cultures, as told you, different kind of uh, people with different backgrounds and it's it's really made me allowed me to have like open eyes and, and also like an open heart that's probably something from our from our own home like you know we're, we're very accepting about um the the type of you know people that we we meet and who can come into our house like very very warm very loving in that sense so like i've got like a real passion for for people to be honest like um Especially in like this kind of day and age, where like at at times, at times the 
it's going to seem felt like people as a whole are, are not good. Um, and I just, I just see, you know, positivity and beautifulness in that people. And it, you know, for me, especially like that, like this, this idea or that sense of that community is, is super important. Um, you know, I, I kind of long for the days where like I knew, um, all the names of my neighbours on my on my um, on my road. Yeah, that was that was beautiful, you know. Um, and I think it's funny, like I think it's funny now because sometimes, like, I say like something like, "Oh," to my friend, like, I'm gonna just go and like knock on my neighbour's door because I haven't got something and find out if they they have like a screwdriver or yeah. like a lawnmower or something. It's like, oh, you know, just because maybe something's broken. You know, that's that's a bit. Why, you know, why would you not? So you're like, yeah, but like, why would I not ask them? Like, you know, if yeah. someone they came ask me, I would, I would have figured a way about it. Um, so yeah, for me, for me, culturally, um, very much being shaped by the different places, um, but like in my, my um, that I've been, but fundamentally, it's for me, it's uh, about openness, openness of, of mind and, and openness of heart. Um, and I've said it before, I think. Um, Identity isn't really about um, um, one sort of manifestation of a person. It's very much an amalgamation of, of all the different experiences that, that that one has had. And like in my own, in my own, um, with my own self, I very much like embrace them all because um, that's who I am. Yeah, nice. So talk to us about kind of let's let's start from the beginning. Then I think you mentioned mentioned. Essex and Winchester. Was there much difference between the two? Um, so Winchester was your boarding school, and Essex was where you grew up. Did you find that <clears throat> you had like, um, like culturally, you could um, kind of identify with a lot of people in Essex or a lot of people in Winchester, or how did that play out through your like childhood? Yeah, I mean, I, I so you know, I was I was growing up, and I think when you were growing up, you just um, uh, let's say before you're 10, 12, right? You know, yeah. just mixing with the people that you're around. So yeah. that's what I did. Like, I had, you know, my friends, my friends at school. Um, there weren't, there weren't lots of black people, say, but that also wasn't really a thing. Like, yeah. it really, didn't really cross my mind. Like, you know, my boy, Michael Barnett was my boy, Michael Barnett. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was it was it was it was good vibes. I think when I went to Winchester, so I was thirteen. It was clear there was a very clear difference. Um, um, yes, there were even fewer black people. That was I mentioned. I was like the only um, black guy um, in my school. Um, no, not my school. So in my year. Um, but critically, I was also the only black guy from the UK in my school. Oh, wow. Um, but it wasn't that which was, you know, a potential challenge. The challenge was more from uh, probably stepping into a kind of a different you know, social class and at that time feeling maybe that I didn't have the, the cultural capital in terms of uh, the way that I spoke. Mm-hmm. or the things that I want to speak about or mm-hmm. the things that I knew about, you know, in comparison to um, other guys. And I remember, like, 
coming back from you know summer or Easter holidays and people talking about their, their skiing trips and it was like that was never going to be a thing to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the thing is, like, I, I it was never it was never it was never really a problem for me. Mm. You know, like I I love that place. I have such fond memories. Um, there was just again, uh, I think it was a, a great school for me in terms of the people there were just so accepting and embracing of me and I, I that's the way I was of them as well I just looked at it as a complete adventure an opportunity to to learn new things and 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 have new experiences um and like you know a lot of those people that I went to school with there are still you know very close friends of mine I, I think <clears throat> it opened up that place really opened up uh, my eyes to you know things that are more, are more possible um, than what I had seen before. You know, even in myself, um, or uh, in fact, really in myself. You know, I I I went there and I was haven't been at um, my day school in in Ilford and I'd been um, been doing really well actually. I was you know in my in my school, but <laughs> been a bit of a a nuisance because I was doing so well. So I was uh, yeah, becoming a bit of a troublemaker because I had so much time I had. Yeah. And I suppose what happened when I stepped to Winchester, stepped out to Winchester was that I just kept, kept getting stretched. You know? Yeah. I thought I had been like the top boy in terms of grades and certain things and suddenly I was like, what? And I was like, okay. So I had to kind of like push again and like try and reach and I thought, oh, yeah, yeah. some you know, I remember like some of the smartest dudes and I was just like, wow, like these guys are just on a different level. <laughs> you know, so that 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 was really great, just kinda of in terms of you know, stretching 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 the mind. And also then like, you know, um in terms of seeing kind of maybe like future job opportunities and, and also like life opportunities. It yeah. just kind of opened just completely opened my opened my mind. Yeah. So, but yeah. but why 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 do you think you were you you particularly like were stretched or why do you think you responded well to that? Do you think everybody would or do you think it's sometimes you have to have that kind of internal mindset that you're you're going to compete? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I first like a leading question. <laughs> I'm very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm very competitive. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm very tenacious as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the two are, are different. I think uh, you know, one could be competitive, but um, and but then not be willing to kind of be dogged enough to 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 actually win. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I wanted to keep pushing myself, you know. And at the same time, I'm, I'm very much I love an adventure. I love an adventure. I love just going and exploring. I love like just you know, just going off the beaten track, yeah, whether that be a walking or whether I'm travelling or whatever, or even like just in terms of like ideas, mm. you know, just going and, and, and just creating this new random idea that kind of people think it's like off the wall, like Nigel and Tapas, who does that? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, so that- yeah, like for me, I think those, the, probably those three, that, that competitiveness, um, you know, and then that tenacity to be able to kind of actually just you know put in put in the work that I thought was needed 
um, rather being competitive and then being like just being like feeling frustrated because I couldn't 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 push up. Um, and at the same time, for me, it was an adventure because I didn't really feel such a pressure that like if I didn't get there, that I was a failure. Like it was all just a, like a you know a, a positive a positive experience. Um, and just to kind of in, like enjoy the the whole process of that. Like I, I, I talk about um, yeah, it's something I've kind of defined a lot more as I've got older. But I talk about like, happiness and like in this it's very much for me about enjoying enjoying that moment. Um, and yeah, I, I, I do actually take um, conscious make conscious, conscious efforts to actually really enjoy. You know my, the moments and the, and the day in the day to day. Yeah. Um, whether it be the, the grind or you know, you know something that, that was a bit upsetting or hard or, or something that was just something related that made you elated. Um, and I think it's it's it's, it's difficult to not be swept away by 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 the emotions. Um, you know, but as I said, for me, I kind of I do, I do try to find ways just to kind of just enjoy it so you know it's like say going back to i've been i was being stretched and it might have been a hard slog but like it was also just a, it, was, it was it was joyful to yeah. kind of to keep learning and keep progressing and you know whether i got like knocked back or or, or, or didn't you know um and as I said there was the underlying competitiveness and that's to, to keep to keep that going nice i like that so what what did you do when you were at Winchester College? Like when you were talking about kind of Nigerian food, were you? What what, what are the boys saying on, in the boarding school? They say, oh, Nigerian food is not happening. In <laughs> not then, I imagine probably not now. Yeah, um, it was an experience. <laughs> like I'm, I'm really not gonna lie. Like I remember just like eating. I remember eating, I remember having a conversation with a friend and we must have got shepherd's pie or something. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I've never eaten this before. Yeah. And he was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, I, I literally, I've never, what does it mean? <laughs> he said like, so what does she make? You know? Yeah. And like, obviously, I think that was for me, it was like a, such an eye opener to my own self that like, yeah. oh, <laughs> I, I'm it's quite possibly not what other people are eating, you know. Like, everybody's eating, like, this is just rice or, yeah. or about ground rice or soup and that. So I was like, oh, wow. Um, but yeah, like, I, I just I just didn't, you know, so that, that I just didn't have um, those foods and going, going home. How did that day. feel, though? Like, not having those conversations, not having that food and being the only one. Did you ever, like, feel like this is tough? Or did you just nah. you just kind of? No, not really. I think there was. A, I remember. I remember acutely one week in my second year where I was homesick, um, and you know it's normal to be homesick. You know, you're away yeah. from home for <clears> five years, but it was it wasn't about about that sort of stuff about being tough. And, and the reason being is I was preoccupied. Yeah, I was working hard. I was spending my time when I wasn't working. I was in sport, it was fantastic. I was doing things in the theatre, you know. It was fantastic. It was like it's just a, a fantastic kind of like opportunity just to just completely explore my my, my various um, faculties, you know. And 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 there were the facilities there that if you know I wanted to go and play football, 
every day if I could, or if I could play basketball, I could, you know, and all within that, within the vicinity, right? It wasn't that we were then having to be in, in Essex and then go and find a club playing in, in West London or something yeah. like that. You know, it was everything was was in the in the confined facilities and uh, the confined grounds. So it was it was for me it was fantastic. It was fantastic, but yeah, I wasn't really doing anything much more than what other people were doing at at, at and, and in when they were day school. Like I went to school, yeah, and then I came home, did my homework, you know, and I played, had my extracurricular activities. Didn't that was that was that? Was it, it was just possibly a bit more regimented. Um, and and a bit more and a bit more full on because I was all I was always there, you know. But um, yeah, that was I was that was standard. But but that's that's like for for a lot of um, young men, I think sometimes putting yourself in that uncomfortable because it was did you find it uncomfortable or not being in that environment? Because a lot of the things you were doing were new, right? wasn't in my it wasn't in my conscious you know yeah you know i think if you put many many kids in a in a in a, in a, maybe in a new and maybe maybe this is completely not true but i'm gonna go with it i think if you put many kids in this in a new kind of environment they just just get on with it it's only when you've kind of been conditioned as to like this is what i'm good at and this is what I know that you start to then have certain biases, which then you start to go like, oh, yeah. this is not in line to what I, what I know. And I, I think, as I said, there's a, 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 a very much an element of naivety for me. And as I said, also, <clears throat> there wasn't, there wasn't a, almost an opportunity. It's, it's like, I, I am starting to process it now. Yeah. Put it this way. Yeah. I'm starting to process what I was doing and how my life was, and how it was maybe different to my cousins who were still back in Hillbury. Now, at the time, like, I was just doing it. I wasn't, it wasn't a time to, you know, it wasn't a time to, you know, think about it and analyze it. You know, I was, I was busy. I was busy doing school and busy just, just enjoying this, this, this adventure. Yeah. You know, and so, no, like, you know, it's funny. I know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, that must be mad. You know, how brave. I'm like, well, maybe, but like, it was never, it was never, it was never in my, in my mind as, mm-hmm. as if this was, was, a, was something hard. You know, I was there with, I spent my, I spent, you know, my, every day with my best friends. Yeah. Mucking about and doing school and like, <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, for me, like I'm sure yeah. there's certain people who you know didn't enjoy school, whatever school they went to. But like, yeah, I, I, I don't, it was, a, it was a great, it was a great time for me, um, and very, very much, you know, set me on the path to you know the, the man that I am now, no doubt. Like as I said, everything, all those experiences that I had in my life, I, I, I have enabled to be where I am today. Yeah, that's good to hear, man. I mean, I think, um, I think the the fact is is that from what you're saying you know if you're not if you're not given the the almost like the the outside world sometimes can give you the insight that something isn't right but actually when you're in it you feel you felt that everything was you know as it was you saw things for what they were at the time um and you said that some of the friends that you had at winchester college you're still friends with now 
They're my best friends. There you go. You know. Yeah. Wicked. You, you go out with someone until you're 13 and 18 and they've seen you every single day. I'm not saying that 
that the media is out there to to inform. Uh, it has its own um, agenda. Agenda, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, both from telling stories, but also from a financial point of view. Yeah. But you also always going to have a choice. Yeah. As to whether you consume. Um, and that doesn't mean that they should be absolved from when they you know, told stories and not publish it in the right way or so forth. But for your own self, you always have a choice whether you kind of consume a certain kind of media and then critically how much you consume. Yeah. Um, uh, at times, I do feel like people consume too much. Uh, you know, it's the fact that people feel that they're, they're feeling exhausted by what's going on like external to their life i'm not really too sure i understand like why would you not have been working on the things that are for your life and how you were gonna then go and put impact into that world yeah well then you know essentially being afflicted by by what else is going on um that doesn't mean you're not you know you know you haven't heard but i heard it clocked it beeped it and then realize, okay, let me get on with what I'm gonna do and see about how how I can actually impact it. Yeah, that's powerful. And I think, but sometimes when you're, I think the the one thing I've noticed is sometimes when, um, you know, especially with social media, sometimes when you're in the social media carousel, like you, it's the carousel, right? You're just constantly going, and almost, and you're almost almost just like, you know, we know about. So people tapping into to, to social media and getting a dopamine hit, but maybe there's something also about getting a negative hit and then just being in that carousel and that culture of like mass media, where it's like you're trying to find out more and more and trying to prove certain um, theories. Um, and I know kind of over the period of time during like Black Lives Matter, I've looked at different research from different areas and read different reports, but ultimately I think you're right in terms of how is that going to then affect um, what I do in the future. Um, and that's very much um, something I think, yeah, we definitely all need to be thinking about how we, you know, how we digest mass media and what that then does um, does for us in, in the future uh, in our lives. Well, I don't say just mass media, but media, media in general. Mm. Like, as I said, that, that's why I talk about that's why I talk about stimuli because um, uh, it, it, it's, it's not just about maybe what you're what you're reading in a paper could be of the book that you're reading yeah what you're listening to what a friend says you know or a conversation over here and as I said I just think it's important that at times we we try to find a bit a bit more silence you know create that opportunity for silence in the mind where you can actually just bounce those ideas back to yourself and have reflection you know you know rather than every day just getting up and being like bombarded from from the radio and then Spotify and then the true conversation and the work and then the, you know, the social media, you know, like, oh, well, well, when, when did when did you ever clock in and think, what do I actually think about these things? And also, like, what, what do I actually think about what I'm, what I'm trying to do in this day, yeah. where I'm trying to go in my life yeah. as a whole? Um, uh, there was one thing you, you mentioned, I'll touch on, stick to mind. Don't worry, if it comes back to you, you can um, hit us with that with that knowledge bomb. I know it will be something important. Can I ask you something? So let's go into university. Like, 
where did you go? What did you do? What did you study? Um, so I ended up at Nottingham um, and I did economics. Um, I say ended up because I was tipped to go to Oxford. Um, and if I wanted to go to Oxford, I had five days on my list and all reasons, I'm not too sure why they didn't work out, um, but I'm grateful they didn't work out, you know, like, um, I had a fantastic three years at Nottingham, I think it was also probably the, the perfect place for me for having got been in Winchester, um, you know, it had been almost kind of like this and this bit of a bubble and kind of maybe, maybe unsub, unsub, no, sub, uh, what's the word? Subconsciously, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Subconsciously tense, you know. And maybe had, as I said, I'm starting, it's only now I'm kind of processing what went on. Mm-hmm. You know, I hadn't really appreciated maybe the, the social pressures that mm-hmm. I've been under. And yeah, at Nottingham, I just very much felt free, just yeah. freed up. Um, so yeah, so I studied, I studied economics. Um, what, so just just going back, what what do you say when you said social pressures? What do you mean? What's well, I said, like if you if you've gone from a situation which isn't your normal to to another situation, you you have to adapt. Yeah. Right? Whether you, as I said, you can you can do that uh, very consciously. You can do that very consciously, willingly. You can do it very consciously, reluctantly. Yeah. You could do it very, you could do it subconsciously willingly, you could do it subconsciously reluctantly. Um, I think I did it subconsciously willingly. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there's always there, there has been that, that pressure that has kind of molded you in that in that thing, in that kind of new new way of new way of being. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think it's like I think it's like, you know, I wouldn't feel people people necessarily say a lot of people, uh, maybe some people who were like social pressure when they go to work but there is of course that like, you're not like how you are at home yeah do you know what I mean so but you know, so hence why there will be that sort of once you got home that sort of oh, oh, you know but I don't think you know I, you know a lot of people still say they, they, they enjoy their work but there, there is that you know subconscious that okay I'm in this environment you know I'm acting I act slightly I act this way yeah or these, you know what I mean yeah um, so that's 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 what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And in terms of like, you you now run a rest. You know, you you own the first Nigerian tapas restaurant. Um, but you did economics. What what was the what what was the what was the road in between that? Can you tell us a story in between that? Uh, yeah. Um, what's the best My studies for me were never about where I was going in my career. You know, I, I did economics because I enjoyed economics. I, w- I wasn't thinking about becoming an economist. Um, I think universities great uh, for those who want to go in, um, or for the additional rigor of work, or the additional um, development in 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 a particular field. 
Um, it doesn't need to be necessarily what's going to define you, your career. So for me, it was never, it was never that. Um, so when I left, when I left university, I actually entered into management and a strategy consulting. Um, and I was working in the city. Um, I had my, I had a year in Spain, as I mentioned just before. So I came back and started working in the city. And I, I was charting my path to to go and start working um, with West African markets. Okay. I was looking at how I could um, do that through consulting. If not, how to do that with a startup. Um, uh, did I have to be based, could I do that based here or would I be making a move? You know, those two things I was very much thinking about. I think I was doing like, interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember having a chat with a guy, a very eccentric guy, um, who I actually met on my the opening day for not Yeah. Um, when did I meet him on my opening day? But during our time at Nottingham, Nottingham, we didn't really speak. Uh, and it's kind of funny because he probably doesn't know this. And then I remember we met in London once. And he just said something about, like, finding your edge. <laughs> he was like, yeah, it's really, I'm really fine about finding your edge. And we were talking about, like, what I was planning to do. And it was like, oh, but, like, if we went out to say, work in Nigeria, what were you really offering? You know, I hadn't really got any particular hot skills or expertise in anything. It was just a desire to be working out. Yeah. Uh, and it was almost a bit, when I, when I look back on it, it was quite arrogant. I basically was feeling that, like, yeah, I was going to jump out there and just start, like, operating in things in, in certain industries because, well, maybe I had that skills because I had more better skills because I got from the UK. Why do you think that? Yeah. Why would you think that? You know? Um, and I, what I realised is that, actually, I think my edges hit um, in in being an interface with, you know, the West African markets and the knowledge that I, I knew of it and my passion for it um, and being able to communicate that and share that with people in the UK. And I, and critically, I felt I had then, um, given my background, I had a great opportunity to do so, you know, by just running through my phone book and calling up mates from school and talking about the things that I'd been doing in Nigeria or what I wanted to do, it was all of a sudden I was talking to a completely different, new demographic where, yeah. whereas, I know a lot of the people that when I when I was in Nottingham, for example, and they, their close friends were perhaps all Nigerian, all black guys from from London, where they where they grew up and stuff. So I felt like I had this well, I had this like quite unique opportunity and and responsibility, you know, mm. um, to be able to 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 share share cultures and be a bit of a bridge. Nice um, and. At, at the same time, we, you know, we've been talking about this idea of running a, a, a restaurant or the lack of Nigerian restaurants, my sister and I, from childhood, but really oh, from yeah. about um, she, when she just started university. So I was, in, I was in the middle of my university times. So we started having this conversation and we had run through various ideas, but like, 
students at Cambridge, I was doing my studies, I was going to go to consulting, and it wasn't really something, and then it was something serious, and then, you know, it's back in London, and just actually started, or settled into my career, and actually just started, you know, playing with a few ideas, um, running some, um, some supper clubs in, in, actually at, at our house, um, and I've been inspired by like a recent trip to Nigeria. Right? Like, I remember going out there, and like there were like people my age, like 22, 20, no, I would have been older, 20 years, like 23 to 25, who were just like doing things, yeah, but like, building things, yeah, just, like running businesses. Like I was an agent, like some guys an agent for this pop star. I'm thinking like, what? Like, this is Africa. <laughs> Like, there's a guy, no, but then there's a guy I met who was, he was actually based in Mexico and he, he, he ran a fish farm. He owned a fish farm. I was like, what? Like, yeah. like you can have a business having a fish farm. Yeah. Like, I remember having this conversation, it was actually on the way back to um, the airport before I flew. Um, and I realized that, like, yeah, like, okay, cool. It doesn't have to just be like this, this sort of career. Mm. You know, maybe I can do something and, and give it a go for myself. And I said that kind of that conversation about the edge, um, that kind of realization that you know you can actually build something, and I can I don't have to wait till I've established myself in a, like my professional service career and gain X skills and network and just just start now. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that this idea has been rumbling around in the background for a few years, and so it just kind of all kind of just came together really. Um, Decides to give it a go. Nice. Spoke <laughs> to my sister, uh, who is uh, as idea crazy as me. We mm. said, "Yeah, let's 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 try this." Uh, and we just did. We just really did, and it's it's like amazing because, like, uh, not that I recommend it. I recommend people to go and get some skills in the industry that they're trying to <laughs> they're trying to start business. In, you know. Mm. <laughs> We just had never worked in a restaurant or in hospitality at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first pop-ups were chaos. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's so funny because like, I, I see like pictures now of the pop-ups and I see guests there and it makes me cringe because I know the backstory of what it was like in the operations behind the scenes. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, that was not a good day. But do, you, do you think all businesses start like that or do you think it's, it was just what happened to you guys? Because I think there'll be a lot of businesses, even with people with hospitality experience, who will go to places and pop ups, and they'll end up like I've been to somewhere. I've been to a food firm. They've run out of food. The pop ups run out of food, and it's not even. It's not even like it's, it was probably like four or five hours in, and I was like, "You've run out of food." They're like, "Yeah, we didn't think we were going to be this busy." <laughs> I was like, "Well, yeah, this I is mean, this think, is a real not, this is a real thing." I think um, I think hospitality is tough and 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 um you know pop-ups are are you know they they're very very hard it's the balance right I think um I think it's amazing that you've gone from pop-ups to the first you know the first restaurant to be providing food like this um and telling a story um and I think that brings us on to really to kind of like 
a bit more onto kind of what you were talking about, kind of going back home and like t- talk to us about home, talk to us about Nigeria and and how like how does that kind of weave into into the restaurant and what you do? How does it weave into the restaurant what we do? It's yeah. the very central heart. I know. You know? Tell us about um, the Instagram posts. I love reading them. Like you some of the posts you put up about kind of um uh how the the restaurant and um some of the culture in Nigeria. I'm gonna try and get one up. Um, so so what I would say about it is this if I grew up in the UK. So for us when we when we when we started, there was actually a nervousness because we didn't even we weren't even sure if we were really the, the right people, you know. We were concerned that did we have enough understanding about our you know our heritage, have we had another school there, lived there, you know, we weren't going back there every single summer and stuff like that. Um and so for us, you know, we're very much students of, of the culture and, and we and just love learning about it. You know, so yeah, we started off with what we knew, um, and just continued to expand on it. And that so that's what you really see. Mm. That's what you really see. What you see is us learning something and going, that was cool yeah. that we just found out. Yeah. And then sharing it. That is literally like the continuous cycle of, you know, we watch a movie or we read a book or yeah. we see this find out about this new artwork, we read this article, we read this thing about history and we share. You know, that's literally what we do. So I, I think that that sort of continuous study and development kind of provides a very rich kind of bed of content for mm. people who are interested in what we do because we don't ever come from a start, standpoint of we know it all mm. and this is how it goes because we don't. Like I literally, like, I wrote this article recently. I loved writing this article. I love writing this article. Cause it gave me an opportunity to go and learn new things. So I was writing something about like palm oil. Yeah. And, and then I had to go and do my research on it. Do you know what I mean? Find out about, okay, in this state and that state, I'm thinking, wow, okay. And that made, that that little body of research made mm. that piece all the richer for those who read it, but also for me. You know, to the point that like, I was actually, I, I must have pinged this off to my, to uh, an auntie, um, she's based in the States knowledgeable mm. came back with like a, a mini essay and i was like wow i was in love with this this is like you know when you get like grandparents telling you stories about like yeah. about, about heritage and i was just like wow i didn't know this okay so he said okay you know i mean it was fantastic and that was like that can get better so what people are what people are enjoying is they're feeding off the, the enjoyment of the kind of study and energy that Ife and I get when we when we when we find that yeah 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 you know like for example like I, I've talked to you I think we talked previously about yeah, some of the dishes that were created and about uh, there was one I remember one piece in particular when I was talking about Carno and how we came up with this uh, dish I did that that's me we got an adventure. Literally deciding, like, okay, cool, what I want to do is go out to Nigeria and learn more about, like, the, some of our food. That's it. Yeah, and critically, I want to learn more about, like, northern Nigerian food because um, uh, the northern ethnic groups are not very well represented in, in uh, represented, represented mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in the London and UK diaspora yeah. of Nigerians. Um, and so 
you know, I didn't really know much. Mm. And there wasn't many people I could go in and ask and find out. About. So, so it was actually like, let me just jump out there and, and see what's going on. And like, I just, I just had a blast. I just had an absolute blast. And so in, the, in my documentation of what, what I saw and what I read and what I found out, obviously I shared that with the thing. Oh, cool, that's, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? And then, and, and, and this is what is so fascinating I find about culture is that you're sitting on this absolute gold, gold like mountain of, of knowledge and interesting points for anybody who doesn't know that. Mm. But because you know it or found, found out, you all suddenly like devalue it or think it's not important. If it's someone who doesn't know that, like if you talk to me about your own, your own countries, I'm like, oh, yeah. I didn't know that you did that. Like, oh, that's how do you do that? That, that's what's fascinating people. So it's just a really an open up. If I find something out, I just share it. And nine times out of ten, people go, oh, that's interesting because I didn't know that. Yeah. Nigeria's included. Do you know what I mean? That's, so that's what is, that's what's so beautiful. I'm shouting in the mic. Sorry. Okay, I'm getting excited. <laughs> I like it. That's why. That's why. That's why we're talking about it. This is good. The passion. Shouting on the on the man's podcast. No, this is why we won. This is good. The po- the, the passion's important. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's easy for me to get there. Um, trust me. But um, yeah, so that that's that's really what you're seeing. You're seeing us um, going going back. Or reading, and um, and and that's the other wonderful thing. How much we we, we now realize we can learn from not necessarily being on on ground. Like don't get me wrong, I think it's and, and also and that's another thing. Sorry, another thing, another thing. Another thing is when we're actually going out there, you, we're going out there with these like eyes. This isn't just like to go and visit on high. It's actually like to go and visit and learn. Mm. Like. And connecting with people who, and then people like that who want to kind of educate you and share what they know or share what they do, and like you know, you just ah, oh, it's, it's it's wonderful. I've had some wonderful trips, like you know, going and eating, um, you know, street street food or visiting chocolate factories, you know, meeting people in in agriculture development, uh, you know, boxing out there, you know, like it's just been it's just been a, it's just been a fantastic experience, you know. That, that, that's just, what what do, you, what do you think about the culture of like oh, getting in, getting information from your elders? You know that you, what you spoke to spoke about just there about speaking to your auntie and she said, you know, she wrote a letter. Do you think that culture is slightly dying out from? Because I went back to Uganda last year and actually we went to speak to one of the elders. He's the oldest man in the village and he was basically reciting how um, the tribes came from Cameroon, which I didn't know. So the tribes came from Cameroon to Uganda um, and things like that, you know, I think I feel like they're not done as widely, maybe because we're, we're in such a diaspora. So I feel like sometimes I don't know. Do you feel that is being lost or do you feel that we can hang on to that? Well, well the, the thing about asking that question is, is an assumption that I knew what was there before. Yeah. And I don't. Do you know what I mean? So. Uh, what what I do know is that there are a number of people, uh, or people just generally, I think, when they have knowledge, are keen to share it. And 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 this is where I kind of talk about like tapping in. You know, it's all great, good and well, us listening to external forces, but like, you know, it might be it might be that in in the 
he, he might be as well, just as well worthwhile sitting down with mum, dad, you know, auntie, and out and find out about life. Yeah. You know, without being relative inheritance or about relationships or whatever. It yeah. Is, it might be in, in the mind or about their career. And they tell you, yeah, actually, I remember when I started doing my first job at this moment. It's like, oh, what did I so how was it like, mum, when you were pregnant? With yeah, me? yeah. Mad stories, <laughs> literally. Um, so, so is it is it is it dying out? I think I think probably it's probably a yeah. Yeah. Because as I said, like come back to the point that you know people are probably not going to their nearest and dearest for for that that knowledge as much now because there's so many other places that you can get knowledge from like in the sense that like okay maybe take this back just 20 years ago right and i wanted to write that article you know if i wanted to go and find out all the information i would have to i'll probably go and speak to like 10 different people but maybe in this only case i spoke to one person and then did some other research online yeah do you know yeah so perhaps i would have got a different nuanced kind of knowledge had i spoke to the, the people rather than doing the research online but yeah so yeah, it's, it's, probably, it's possibly still dying out, but like, I think it's very much a question of if you want to go and seek that knowledge, you know, people live life, so knowledge is in their head. If you want to go and mm. find out what's in people's heads, then, then they're always there for you to go and learn out. So I don't, think it's, I don't think it's dying out in the sense that people are, are reluctant to share if you ask them a question. I think, uh, that, I think that's true. I, I think during... Um lockdown i've been lucky enough to um ask my mum some of those questions which have been the answers have been very insightful and stories have been very very interesting um i think you've given us a lot a lot to think about and i like your take on 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 your um upbringing and and the you know unconscious willingness and the environment and um sometimes the external bar you know the external in stimulus i think that's really important for us to think about um so on every podcast i ask the guest to give us a track of the week track of the week wow so that was that is a surprise that is the surprise as in, as in is this music for today's today era music that you would like to basically uh present to the, the the listeners music that you think a song that you've been listening to recently or you know considering where this is the cultural episode of, of the podcast maybe you could give us something from your culture or whatever you're feeling whatever your flavor go for it culture i'm i'm terrible with um i'm terrible with uh with names to be honest or so however I did create a little playlist for um which we go yeah yeah we'll, we'll probably go with that um so so Sizzler yeah um Solid as a Rock perfect um, yeah it's an absolute banger for me um my mum and dad love reggae like, I have very fond memories of being in the car with my dad, like, humming along to, like, this, like, serious reggae dub bass. Um, and, like, yeah, Sizzler, Sizzler definitely got played quite a lot. Um, 
and I love this song. Um, I, I particularly play it when I'm maybe a bit down. Um, as I said, it's just solid as a rock. Like, let's go. Like, amazing. Solid. Like it. Uh, I like it. Tune to an absolute tune. So yeah, that's not. That's not. Uh, I mean, I've been playing it this week. I've been actually pretty, pretty upbeat. Um, yeah, but definitely think it. It's definitely on a lot of my, a lot of my playlists. Wicked, wicked. All right, Sizzler, solid as a rock. Ten seconds of that coming up now. Emeka, thank you for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it, and um, keep running. I know you're doing little bits here and there. So yeah, so keep going. Um, yeah, calisthenics is my my newfound uh, exercise love. Like really enjoying just being able to. Uh, getting greater control of my body but like yeah I, 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 do, I actually don't like running don't like running I'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> so you keep inviting me to come and run with you guys I'm thinking like nah <laughs> but what I do like about it is I just like I like being active and, and basically I've started to enjoy it a lot more because I don't, I'm not trying to run at that capacity yeah like I'm not trying to run to like for races which I'm trying to do before like you know half marathons or yeah. anything like that the running is just like very much auxiliary to to like my main my main exercise the calisthenics and just kind of like make sure I'm, I'm keeping my heart like nice and healthy uh, and, I'll, and the other thing is it's been a really great opportunity to get out into the community so I am um, literally I've just been doing my runs and I do at a decent pace but like I say hello like good morning or good afternoon have a good evening yeah. have a good day everybody that I meet like everybody that I pass and it's, it's really it's really really lovely like and, and sometimes like you kind of like you're thinking oh what a doofus how are you saying that but then you get like like really like like lovely reactions from people you're like you know some people don't say anything some people get surprised yeah and then you're like wow like a random person is just like engaging with me and it's just like yeah I very much encourage people to give it, give it a go and, and whether you're running or walking yeah just say hello to people and say good morning. Have a good day. Friendly, Have a great day. The friendly and vibes. That's it. Changes your own perspective of uh, of your Love it, love it. Thank you very much for coming on, Emeka. Um, and we will definitely have you back on. When is actually before we go? Um, everybody, where should we find you? Where should we find the first Nigerian tapas restaurant? What should we do? Sure. So on uh, on social media. Um, at Chukus LDN, that's C H U K U S L D N. Uh, or you can get us on our website at chukuslondon.co.uk, C H U K U S London.co.uk. Um, the restaurant itself is in is in top seven sisters. Amazing. And obviously we the restrictions are being lifted. You and you're gonna release news on the website or on the Instagram. I won't push you for any news now. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I will end there. Thank you very much. Before we end the podcast, here we are with Emeka's track of the week, Sizzler, Solid as a Rock. Never ever
that was Sizzler, Solid as a Rock, Coach Manny, out.